Okay, before we say anything, and this stays in the episode, Micah, this is an editing note for you. You don't have the blanket up, so does it make that much of a difference? Think about it. Yes, so here's the deal, folks. We we always record, and there's a big blanket cutting Hello, the room. Hello, everybody. Halfway through, the, the room the is being cut. It's the Podcast Universe. And, uh, we exist. Go ahead. Uh, well, so it cuts the room in half. It makes it sound nice. But we have a, a newer mic, and, and I just want to see if maybe maybe we don't have to put up that ugly blanket anymore. I so, would love that. And it in my ears, it sounds like there's not a lot of reverb, but we'll, we're going to see, and we may or may not have the blanket for rings. So um, go ahead with the intro. We exist to prove people wrong when they say sequels are never better than the originals. Today, though, I don't think we'll be proving that. We are not going to be proving that on this episode. Today, we are covering the Ring series. And last week, if you survived, because yeah. we recorded a cursed episode of podcasting where if you listen to it, you had uh, seven days and then you die and now it's going to be the eighth day. So if you are listening to this, you survived, which means you shared the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want to survive this episode i think you're gonna have to take your phone and put it in a pool in the bathtub sure for it to live okay kill it and then put it in a in a bucket of rice let your phone battery die listening to this episode and then you can turn it plug it back in and it'll be purged of the episode um so here we are the ring two both of our first experience yeah uh, what did what? W- give me your give me your thoughts here. I was uh, pr- pr- like immediately. I was like, okay, already it's not as good. It just doesn't have the gore touch. Doesn't have it the does, gore. Touch. It doesn't look as good, even a little bit. No. So that's fine. Uh, I was pretty on board. For, I would say for like the first act. I, yeah, I want to say yeah. it's the first act, and then at, whether it's the end of act one or the beginning of act two, I was like, oh, I'm out. Yeah. Yep. And it was a very, very like one eighty for yeah, for yep. both of us. I know that. And then up and then then well, there is then a after deer that, scene in this movie that's pretty indicative of where the movie loses me. Yeah, and then after that, it's like, oh my gosh, how much longer is this movie? Yeah, it felt really long. Yeah, we did uh, watch the extended cut accidentally, unrated that's the, version. That's the version we got. Yeah, it's the version we were stuck with. Yeah. Um. And it was so unrated. So unrated, so extended. It's it's just so funny how like I think I think that that has changed. Like I don't know that people use that language as much anymore. But like like mid 2000s to like teen 2000s it was always like the unrated versions. Mm-hmm. And occasionally you would see something where like it was a significant difference. Uh-huh. But usually it was like there's two f-words in this. Yeah. Or in there's the case of this boobs. movie, I don't think there's anything that, that would have caused it to be rated R that no, we see. No, um, This movie is very not scary. No. Um, but there's a lot of interesting stuff to talk about um, with this movie. Um, my little... I, so I didn't like this movie. I don't, I don't think it's a good movie. I don't think it's a good sequel. But I did kind of... <sighs> There was something weirdly nostalgic about it mm-hmm. um, on, like, we we just tried to make a sequel to a movie. Gilmore, get he's out of there. He's eating my crumbs. It's fine. Oh, he's eating your crumbs. Okay. Um, good boy. 
Gilmore's back in the studio. <laughs> he's taken a couple of breaks from the last few, but he's back. I don't think he actually has. Yeah, but we can't see him very well. Yeah. Um. So there's just something about like they used to just make sequels and they and they didn't like overthink them as much. Yeah. Like they didn't. Tr- they didn't treat them with reverence yeah. necessarily. And yeah. I th- I think now anytime a sequel's made, it's it's always very much like, well, we have to make sure the fan base is happy and, and we then have to make sure they're just is... making a carbon copy of the first one. Yeah. A, a lot of the time. Yeah, or the, or they're just like treating things with like such dignity and respect that don't need to be. Yeah. And so it was kind of nice watching a sequel that was like, we just made a sequel three movie 3 years later. Yeah. So I kind of like that and about it. I like it. the premise. I just don't like what they did with it. Yes, I I'm with you on that. Yeah. Um how was this movie made? Yeah, so there wasn't much to find, but here's here's what I find interesting. For those uh, little refresher, there are a series of books that this is based on. So the second book and there's six novels and the second novel is called Spiral. And it's not Spiral from the Book of Saw. It's Spiral. And um Oh, how come they haven't brought that to to print Saw? Well, you know that that's the name of one of the movies I just yes, said. Yes, I know. Oh, okay, how come okay. they haven't brought that? I bet they print? have. I bet there's uh, comics. That's my guess. Yeah. Ew. Wouldn't yeah. want to read those. Icky. Um, so th- here we go. We have the, the direct. Well, blah, 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 blah. so you have the Ring 2 book is called Spiral. So Starring, after. Uh, uh, Chris Rock, I know. <laughs> so Hideo Nakata is the director of the first Ring movie. Yep. And then someone else makes Spiral. And then a few years later, they just make Ring 2 in Japan. Without him. And they just... No, no, no. Hideo Nakata makes Ring 2 and just disregards Spiral because it was so... Like, people did not like it. Oh, oh, that's interesting. And they just call it Ring 2. Oh. So the third movie in the Japanese series is called Ring 2. Oh. Um, So is this that movie? Well. Okay. We're getting there. Um, So... Then they're getting ready to make this movie, and they have this other director. What is his name? Um, director Noam Muro, who directed 300 Rise of an Empire and Watership <laughs> Down. He was going to direct this movie, and then he left the project. Okay. And so they hired Hideo Nakata, who is the director of Ring and Ring 2 in Japan. Technically Ring 3. So now he's making... The Ring 2 in America, which I don't know if that specific if set of circumstances... have been able to do that before, if anyone's been given the chance to, to make so the weird. same movie yeah, twice. And to make a movie in a different country. Different language. Yeah, yeah, different language. So he makes the movie... I read about Ring 2. Okay. It sounds pretty way different. Oh, okay. It sounds like these are just two separate movies, basically. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Why wouldn't he just copy and paste... Well, because this movie himself a lot of time written by Aaron Kruger, who Kruger. wrote who wrote the last movie. But I think the last movie was a bit of an adaption, and I think this movie he just wrote this movie. Oh, Aaron, come on, guy. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I. Th- I mean, that's kind of interesting. That's like a that good. Is that'd be a good like a uh, trivia question at like a, a trivia bar night or something. Yeah, we gotta get into that someday. Yeah, some one of these days. Yeah, with the baby and all that. Yeah, maybe not. Maybe not anytime soon. Yeah, but a movie trivia place that'd be. We awesome. still need to see Iron Claw. That's true. As of the time this recording comes out, hopefully we've seen it. Yeah. 
the cinematography is by Gabriel uh, Beristain, who did Blade 2, so we talked about him recently. Uh, the music is by, oh my gosh, my freaking... My freaking... Oh my gosh, my freaking. I've never heard of them before. Yeah. It's a art, music artist. It's no, name. it's... I, I'm just annoyed because um, Apple, like kept auto correcting these names so they're not american names and so now i can't find them uh because it auto corrected this name is henning loner and it, it that sounds made up it, it uh it, well he's german um but henning he henning was changed to hanging hanging loner <laughs> that sounds like a double entendre there <laughs> it does. um but henning loner uh he is a member of hans zimmer's uh oh. music cooperative remote control productions. So I'm sure he's worked on a lot of scores sure. with him. Cool. And then Martin Tillman also is on the score of this and he's a cellist and he's done a lot of cello work for a lot of scores. And I think he has even a solo career that's also been used in movies. Oh, okay. So good. Good for him. Yeah. And he, I think I saw he played cello on the dark Knight, which means he's probably the Joker theme guy who does the like, sound. Oh, cool. I would imagine that's him that's playing it. Cool. So, um, those are the people who made it. The movie comes out March 18th, 2005. It has a $50 million budget. And Do you think it's so fun? Uh, cause you know, like you, you've seen like behind the scenes of, uh, a score being written slash yeah. performed and recorded and the movies playing. Oh and yeah. We're playing to it. Does that not sound like one of the most thrilling things? I mean, I'm sure it's, I know yeah. it's hard. I know yeah. it's hard. I, it's not like all easy and stuff, but it yeah. sounds fun. As a musician, yeah, um, I would do it in a heartbeat, yeah. absolutely, and I would practice like crazy. I, uh, I have heard and get the impression that, like, say you're at John Williams' score and he's conducting mm -hmm. you for Star Wars or something, or someone else is conducting his score, whatever. It's like, hey, the first trumpet made a mistake on that, yeah, and then it's like, let's do it one more time, and then it's like, you made a mistake again, please leave. I think it's that kind what? of environment. It's really, I think let's just look at this as a utopian society but, where it's all. Well, the, these are people who are like, you know, graduates from like Juilliard and Berkeley and stuff like yeah. that. So they're, they're not making those mistakes, but like for me, I would be so daunted to go to a classical set. Yeah. I mean, I would be daunted to either, but like if Hans Zimmer called me, I've seen footage of him working with people and it seems more like my experience in the studio where it's like, Hey, play some guitar licks and let's see what happens. And hmm. it's like, okay, cool. But Hans Zimmer is very. Do it, doesn't he do scores while they're filming? Hans? Yeah. Uh, not necessarily. I Hasn't he done that before? Probably. There, isn't there like a movie where? Didn't that happen with Oppenheimer? Well, he didn't do the score for Oppenheimer. Oh, that was right. Ludwig. That was Ludwig. Yeah. Okay, I feel like lately maybe we covered a movie and maybe it wasn't. It probably wasn't him. We're like. Oh, oh, you're talking about um, the girl with the dragon tattoo. Oh, that's what it is. What Dr was and Atticus Ross. They, they, they were writing music and sending it to David Fincher as he was filming. And that's not common. That's an uncommon, yes. They, yeah. they shoot and then they get the stuff. Yeah, they usually like start working like the same time like visual effects people are working yeah, and yeah, all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah. So, okay, okay. Um, oh, actually, sometimes I think it's even later because there's, there's like sometimes where they get into this uh, thing where there's all this temp music. Oh, right. Meaning temporary music. That's, yeah, that sets the mood. This is kind of what we're going for. Yeah, and there's there's a lot of composers who really hate that because yeah. then... It, it's them in a box. Well, well, it's like you're watching the scene over and over, editing it, 
and then you become used to that temp music and then a director's like basically they're like we just want you to make this but make it so we don't have to pay that person so like hmm. mm-hmm. i know a lot of like marvel movies had yeah. that problem mm-hmm. at the beginning and mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of studio movies do yeah. that but um yeah but hans would be fun sounds to work fun with. sounds fun yeah sounds like it would be fun yeah if you were like riding that wave of like i'm having a great day my fingers are playing this instrument <laughs> yeah. so well my lungs are full of air yeah uh health wise and we're all killing it while we're watching this cool scene right <laughs> that sounds fun well and and i mean there's something to be said for like like if you're on a, a uh an orchestra for a for a film mm. score like you got there yeah you know what i mean like i i don't i don't think you're just gonna show up and have you know like like i couldn't just get that gig i would have to have like i'm not saying you micah i'm saying you you said no no i i know that i know that i just okay. mean like i painted a picture of like a really brutal world but yeah. it's like it's like the same thing as like uh you know an nba player is expected to make basketball Can, shots do you, think you know that if you were um yeah if you were down on the court with all of them guys just playing it would be so fun yeah if don't i got think, there don't you th- it sounds it just seems like it would be really fun (laughs) okay (laughs) this movie has a 50 million dollar budget it makes 75.9 in the u.s and 161.9 worldwide Mm -hmm. um here's i i got the breakdown on the unrated what what is extended because jordan and i throughout this movie were trying to guess what was and wasn't extended yeah you thought that deer scene was completely extended like the whole thing i I thought so yeah there's no way because it was so unfinished looking i know it's 2005 but and it was also like it it just had that sheen of like yeah this was like recently edited and we just put this in for the unrated you know it had that vibe Hmm. so in the unrated dvd release uh we have uh extra scenes conversations with rachel's neighbor new neighbor and neighborhood gossip numerous editions in which max shows a romantic interest in rachel more scenes with Samara prior to her possession of Aiden, including one in which she is shown to enter him in the restroom at the local fair, and an extended opening scene. However, the scene in the theatrical cut in which Aiden first encounters a deer while wandering the local fair prior to the deer attack has been removed from this version. So we didn't get that scene. Sorry, who got attacked? What? There's a scene at the fair where he sees a deer, oh, okay. and that scene's not in the unrated. Hmm. Um... And then the scene when the power went out was changed with a scene of the lights in Aiden's room going on and off, as well as the oven downstairs catching fire. Also, some musical cues were changed as when Samara leaps out of the well in the opening scene. So, that's that's the difference. Okay. Who do you we who do you we have for actors? Simon Baker plays Max Rourke, <clears throat> and he um, is of course CBS's The Mentalist. Mentalist. Is that CBS? Is it? Please tell it's me. It's not I'm on right. the poster, so I, I don't know immediately. I will look it up while you go because this is important to me. We've had a He's little bit of a Simon Baker. The here. Devil Wears Prada, The Land of the Dead. What is that? Land of the Dead. I, I mean, it's a zombie movie. I, but is that Romero? Oh yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, Margin Call, Limbo, Blaze, yada yada yada. Okay. Elizabeth Perkins plays <clears throat> the Doctor. Um. CBS. She, she is CBS. <laughs> nice job. She was in the most recent season of After Party. 
Um, she's also in Big. Yep. She's in Weeds, Sharp Objects, This Is Us, The Morning Show. Oh, so wow. So on and so forth. Then Gary Cole was a surprise. It's fun yeah. seeing him. Can we pause for a second? What? Do you have any temperature on whether The Morning Show is a good show or not? Because the things I hear about that show... It sounds like it's like a hilariously bad show, and then sometimes you'll hear someone say like it's great. I don't personally know anyone who watches it. Yeah, that's why I think I've never gotten a, an actual take on the show. Yeah, it sounds. It I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I've heard very varying different things about it that are like wildly different. Yeah, so it's me like too. I have no idea. And what usually the show it's from is like comedians' mouths. So I yeah don't know. Gary Cole though, he's the dad in Talladega Nights. He's Reese Bobby. Reese He's Bobby. also a dodgeball. Um, Veep. Veep. Yeah. Office Space. One oh, Hour yes, Photo. Yes. Um, family Guy. Big Mouth. NCIS. I mean, he you is like character actor extraordinaire. He's great. When we saw him, we were, we were like, we have to memorize this guy's name because yeah. we see him all the time and it's always like, that guy. He's so funny and... Uh, uh-huh. Talladega Nights. Uh, okay. I'm just remembering who this one person is who I was trying to remember while oh, we were watching. The okay. Movie. Um, not this person. Ryan Merriman, who plays Jake, the kid at the beginning. Yes. Who he's is in, he? Oh, he seems like such a Final Destination 3 guy. Is, I mean, is that what he's in? Yeah. Okay. He's also in something called The Pretender. Okay. What a what a bad poster. Um and Taken, but not that Taken. Oh. This looks like a alien abduction taken. Oh, okay. Out of exile. He's in a lot of not good stuff. I thought he was perfectly cast for I thought so this too. Movie. He was great. Yeah. Um Emily Van Camp, okay. uh, who is the girl. She is Sharon Carter in Marvel. She is Peggy Carter's granddaughter. Oh, the one that... Right? Is that Granddaughter? Yes. Okay. And that, yes. In one of the movies, her and Captain Winter America Soldier. have a fling, and yeah. I'm like, I'm erasing that from my memory. Yeah, yeah. And, they, and I think they, everyone else did, too. They required us to do so. Um, She's also in Revenge, um, Miranda's Victim. <laughs> who knows who that is? Uh, The Resident, What If... Well, yeah. Um, And other stuff. Okay. She did look familiar yeah. now that you mention it. Wow. Okay. And I think that about does it. Really? So we're already in the plot of yeah. this movie. Yeah. Should we go? Let's go as long as we can. Okay. So the movie begins, and uh, I really liked the beginning of this movie. I, well. And I have a lot of reasons for why, but go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you, you no, were. Please. No, please, please, you Sir, go. please. Please, take my No, I, I really want you to go. Oh, okay. So the movie starts out, and and again, kind of like the first movie, uh, it it almost is like a scream esque thing where you're like, oh, this is like so typical for a horror movie to start like this. Mm-hmm. You know, you have these two lovebirds from high school, and they go back, and he's being so weird. He keeps looking at the clock, and and she's like, oh, you're, but my parents are gonna, or your parents aren't coming home, right? And he's like, no, 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 and he just keeps looking at the clock, and he's like, hey, have you ever seen? a movie that you just, it was so scary you had to show somebody. And it's almost like, what is happening? Like, mm-hmm. what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. This is this mm-hmm. is getting into bad, bad, bad territory. And then he's like, just watch this tape. It's like, awesome. It's so crazy. My friend showed it to me. You gotta watch it. Mm-hmm. 
And then I do have a question about this, but keep okay. going. So he hands her the tape. She has to put it in. Yeah, and he's like, just watch it, just watch it. Then he goes into the other room and then he's like he's just sweating bullets. And and then he's looking at the the time and you're like, Oh my gosh, he watched the tape seven days ago mm-hmm. and he has to get her to watch it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's pretty sweet. Because you see that he was, like, using this girl the whole time. And, and it's, like, dumb high schooler. She kind of, like, called him out for being a douche. Yeah. Because it's like, we sat next to each other in math class sophomore year. And then this other class. And you never paid me any attention. Why yeah. all of a sudden when we're about to graduate? Yeah. Yeah. And he's schmoozing. And and I I just loved that like it was it was not what I was expecting the scene I thought it was just gonna be like let's watch this tape yeah uh oh um I thought they would fall madly in love get married <laughs> have kids the only problem with it is now that I'm thinking about it the movie establishes you just have to copy the tape you don't yeah, have that to was get someone to watch so, it so but do you think that's just a mi- his own misunderstanding like that was the rumor the rumor is you have you have to get someone else to watch it. And it's oh, just misinformation. Maybe. I don't necessarily think it's a loophole. I think it's just a bad rumor, uh, an incorrect rumor. Yeah, that that would that could work. Um, but but they they go out of their way to show that she didn't watch it. I know. So I think it is. I think it is actually just. But, but then later not on, Naomi, the when Naomi like sees everything, investigates, she gets in the car. She's like, "I only made one copy." Yeah. So she knows it's the copy. No. Well, I think. Well, I thought my thought on that is like she made one copy, but. But like the internet, it's like, you know, something getting, you know, like a beach ball at a Nickelback concert getting bounced around. Like there have been, there are other copies she thinks she had only made the only one. And like that she, it's like she's like someone else got it, made a copy. She had the original. And it's like, why would you think you have the original? Oh, I was, I was just thinking she made a copy and then now people are just making copies. Oh, that's I, what I, was I felt thinking. like she made a copy and then didn't do anything with the tape. Does she have to give it to somebody? No, I don't. I yeah. Well, and see that that's where I think maybe this this scene actually doesn't make sense, which yeah. I didn't realize until we started talking I would about like, it. I just want to choose to believe that he was misinformed and he needed to make a copy, but he was told just get someone else to watch it and you'll you won't die. Yeah. And but regardless of that, if she watches this tape, she'll die in yeah. seven days. So even like so, it still matters if she watched it or not. Right. So. I think if in my mind that works, that's fine. Oh yeah. Yes. I see what you're saying about her. Yeah. That makes sense too. But anyway, I, I just think it's a great, it's kind of a tension. This is the scariest and best scene in the movie. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. It was cool. Um, <coughs> right off the bat though, it was like, Oh, this movie is not even like half as well shot as yeah. the other one, as well as like cinematography, the way the, it just doesn't look it just almost looks a little bit more like a TV movie. It it does and I agree with you, but I will say in this first scene when the camera was moving certain ways like when she was there looking around There are some around, good things about it for sure. It it just made me think like, oh, this is probably what the other two Ring movies look like. Yeah. Like this is the guy like there's a style here. There there's just like not some gorge. shots for sure throughout this movie that yeah. are better than your I don't know, run of the mill whatever guy you get to get to higher to direct a sequel you yeah. know what i mean but um comparing it to gore it, it's, no i mean yeah. gore's is way 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 better yeah but but i did feel like i th- i thought it was going to be a little well no actually i thought maybe this movie would actually be a little messed up 
Um, and it mean? wasn't. Oh, like gorier, creepier, scarier. Yeah, I I thought the story wouldn't be as good, but I thought maybe like, you know, like this guy who's made two other ring movies would really bring some juice to it. Yeah, not not kind of like studio hire almost. Mm-hmm. But I did feel like there was a language in the movie of of someone behind the camera. It wasn't just point and shoot. No, no, I don't think so. Either. Um, so you know, and this was like back in the day when like franchises could look different which mm-hmm. is kind of fun um, from movie to movie yeah yeah, yeah you yeah. know like mission impossible used to be like that yeah so um and i'm hey i'm happy they made a change because christopher mcquarrie could keep Tom making them cruise posted today like an agreement between, between him and warner brothers i see yeah he's going over to warner brothers what does that mean i i didn't like, like he's gonna it. start developing projects with warner brothers oh who is he usually with paramount oh which i think means paramount's gonna start going down because Mission Impossible is like their flagship. Why did he do that? I don't know. I didn't read. I didn't read about it. I just he basically just posted the agreement, so it's not going to say why. Oh, okay. it's just yeah. Tom or, or not the agreement, the press release. Yeah, but he's um, like, here's the contract. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. So she doesn't watch the tape, and he uh, he thinks he's in the clear. His friend calls him. And uh-huh. I like the Tetris. Like I just got some dumb girl to watch it. Yeah. And then the water starts coming in to the room that he's in. He goes out into the living room, sees that she's not watching it, which to me, to him, yeah, means that it's not going to work because right. she's not watching it. And then um, he he dies. Yeah. Horrifically. Of course. Um. And then we cut to Naomi. Naomi. And Rachel. now she is Mama. They're, they've moved to Astoria, Oregon, which, folks, we've been there. Never say die. Yeah, Goonies were there. We've been there. I've Goonies climbed the. Goonies are there, dude. <laughs> well, yeah, they never die. Um, I climbed that Didn't tower. Did they get enough money? Oh, yeah, because at the end of the movie, they found all, they got all the treasures in the bl- yeah. doubloons that their house didn't get foreclosed on, and they got to stay. Yeah. Right. Don't you think. Of all of the harebrained ideas. That's one of the best ones? Yes. No. Uh, <laughs> I love that movie so much. Don't don't you think them, because they, they bounce it around all the time. Don't you think them making a sequel to that movie is the worst idea you could ever do? I think the last ounce of childhood that I've left would be killed. Yeah. <laughs> does that get does that get bounced around every once in a while? Yeah, and, and I think And it's the old fogies that are gonna be yeah, starring in it. I think on IMDB it's it's been like a movie that's been sitting there for like a decade now. Which makes me think it will never happen. No. But um you know, I don't know. Stranger things have happened. I I will be as upset as the whole Wonka situation. Yeah. yeah. Which apparently is great. Apparently. Apparently it's great. You can so. think that. I won't think that. <laughs> well, I haven't seen it, you know. I'm, so I'm saying you, Usted. Oh, <laughs> wow! Way to call back, Jordan. Um, so yeah, she is a mom. She's being like because in the previous movie, she was a very distant mother, and now she seems to be really trying. She moved. They, they. She's running a paper at Astoria, but she has more time for Aiden. Well, she's not running it, but I thought she was. She's she working in office. There. She's like editor in chief. He owns it. She's editor in chief. Yeah, because he's arguing with her about cutting a column that he writes. That's okay. That's what it she was. She has the corner office. Yeah, bub. Yeah, in the company car. No, but yeah. So, well, you just covered what happens next. The mentalist walks in. Simon Baker. Himself. The mentalist. Yes. 
Yeah. Um, so the mentalist walks in <laughs> and um, sex, sexual tension is sex, all, sexual is tension. all time high. Um, and they're arguing about her cutting one of this uh, column from his paper mm-hmm. and yada, yada, yada. Goes home. Aiden's there. He's getting into photography. And it's like, wow, I wonder if this will come back later in the movie. And you see that they're trying to, they're really trying a night to establish an idyllic life together. Uh huh. Just like starting fresh. They got, yeah. they got, they get to spread out in this house. They got she's away from cooking, Seattle. She's even making dinner for him. Yeah. You know, she's got time. For yeah. Him. Um, but he still seems he's like, he's carrying trauma. Yes. Um, I, I know you're probably not going to like that. I'm, doing this divergent here, but um, I just want to tell you what the plot of the mentalist is, which if no, I, I'm interested, if well, I, isn't he like probably really good at power of suggestion, not power of suggestion, but he's good at guessing things. He'll like walk into a, I mean, it's kind of like a Sherlock type where he walks into a crime scene. No, 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 no. It doesn't start with crime scenes. There, there's an ongoing thing happening and they're like, let's get the mentalist. And he talks to a suspect or something. And he has a two second conversation with them. And he's like, that's what it is. So I'm just going to read this little two paragraph summary <laughs> by a, by a fan. <laughs> and, and also, um, I think, and Jack O'Hara, you got to text me. I think Jack O'Hara was a huge fan of this show. <laughs> I'm pretty sure, <laughs> but it is. Patrick Jane is a crime consultant with the California Bureau of Investigation. He has a particular gift for astute observation and reading people honed through years of being a faux psychic. His gift makes him brilliant at solving murders, which is why the CBI have him around. However, his motive for taking on the role is purely one of revenge. Find and kill the man who killed his wife and daughter, Red John. I mean, that's a killer premise. It, no, you it have is a, it to, you is have to good, give it to It him. is a good premise. It's killer. And you got the whole dead wife thing. I mean, that's like crucial that, that, for that's any cop thing. That's butter, man. It's yeah. always dead wives. Do you think they figured it out in the Monk movie? I have n- I've never really seen the show? Monk. Who, I, didn't. I never st- stuck around long enough to find out who killed his wife. Yeah, it's always the wife. Hmm. Man, Christopher Nolan must be writing these shows. <laughs> <laughs> or he's just a big fan. Yeah, he's like, this gives me an idea. Um, okay, <laughs> so then... What's her, what's her name in this? Rachel. Mm-hmm. Rachel. Ra- <laughs> she goes, okay, there's there's something on the, uh, this is the worst sentence I've ever said in my life. Makes no sense. She's at the paper. She hears on the radio band that the police found like a dead body. And it sounds like a description of a, the ring killing. Mm-hmm. So she goes to the house. She sneaks into where the body is. In the ambulance? In the ambulance. The, the coroner thing. Um and uh <laughs> the corner thing. What is that called? A hearse. It's not a hearse, it's an ambulance. Was it an ambulance? Yes. I thought it said like coroner on the side. Okay, it was coroner, but it's not a hearse. Yeah, you're a right. A hearse is what you take to a funeral. You're right, yeah. <laughs> My dad used to pick up dead bodies. Like on the side of the road, dead bodies. Yeah. And uh he worked for Congre Congre Morris or Congre Morris, I that think it seems like a job very of very specific people can handle. Maybe that's why he's happy all the time. He's seen so many dead bodies. He's just thankful. Your dad is a thankful guy. He's very thankful. It's one of his, one of his qualities, mm-hmm. a chance for Faramir to show his quality. <laughs> <laughs> My brain is off today. Um, so 
She goes in and unzips the bag and sees his horrific, messed up face. Yeah. So all of this, I'm like, okay, this Great, is pretty fine. cool. This is pretty cool. Yeah. Confirms to her what happened. How is this happening? Gets back in her car. Yeah. And is like, I only made one copy. Goes and burns it. Oh, okay. she doesn't go to the police station first. Or, or no, she finds the tape somewhere and burns it in the well, house. Well, she goes or to the something. police station and she wants more information about all of this. She wants to talk to the girl. Uh huh. They're like, uh, ex, uh, sneeze off. Excommunicado, <laughs> John Wick. <laughs> uh, and she sees the girl, runs up and talks to her, and, you know, is like, I know what happened. Like, tell me, tell me, tell me. Is it the tape? Is it the tape? Is it the tape? Um, and then she goes back to the residence. Yeah. Sneaks in, gets the tape. And goes and burns it. Yeah. So, is that what unle- is that what causes Samara to come after them? Because it doesn't feel that way. It feels like they just moved into this town, uh-huh. and they think they're going to start fresh. But because of the events of the first movie, her setting her free yeah. is what is going to make her possess her son. Right? Her burning the tape means yeah. nothing to me. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Yes. I and I didn't feel like they were trying to make it seem like it did. I don't think so. Okay. So, and here's where already the movie starts like going off in a way that I didn't expect or think. Same. But it it didn't it didn't hit the bad part yet. No. Um. But my thought, and I wonder if you'll agree, is naturally, she then in the next act is struggling to figure out why this is happening, and she's like, "You said that she got out. I thought we got away. Why is she after us? Yada yada yada." And then she goes throughout this time and finds out more about Samara's life before the Morgans. Yeah. Yeah. And then that leads her to how she would break the curse, and that's the third act. I agree. But the movie doesn't do that. No. I'm fine with the uh, bothering her son. Sure, yeah. Stuff. Because it gives her even a stronger con- conviction to figure it out. There's the, well, it provides stakes. Uh-huh. I'm fine with that. I just think like how some of it was done, I just didn't care for. Yeah, I don't really have any ideas on how to make it different. I also didn't love like more backstory. I I, I wanted more backstory. I did not like what it was. Yeah, I, I, exactly. Yeah, exactly. It, I, like if we can bounce around a little bit, like there's a scene where she goes and finds her mother. And goes to the insane asylum. This insane played by asylum. Sissy Spacek, which yeah. I forgot to cover, but it's Carrie. Yeah, and um, you're like, whoa, they got Sissy Spacek. This is crazy. Like, this is great casting, you mm-hmm. know, and all this. And she's just like, be a good mom. And and even the setup of that scene, they're like, yeah, every once in a while, a mom comes here, and and she always knows when that's they're like, gonna come. What? And, and that I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And then they kind of don't do anything with that. No. And then she and we, just guys, we were watching the extended version. Yeah. And it just seemed like they, I don't know. I wanted to find out that she was from like, like she's from hell or she's from like, I know the deep depths of like a, a jungle I somewhere. Think, I think it's okay to leave it somewhat murky. Yeah. Because when she's investigating before she meets her, she learns like, <clears throat> sorry, the, the mother like came from down in the mount from 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 the mountains, and she yeah. was eight months pregnant when this like convent not convent but it's like a convent found her and took her in. Uh-huh. And um, she doesn't know who the father. She said there is no father. Yeah. To which Rachel's like, <clears throat> "Come on!" And then the lady's like, "You wouldn't 
like most women come here saying there is no like a lady. She doesn't know yeah. who the guy is. Yeah. Um. So I like the mystery of that. I wonder if they would get into that in a third movie. Uh huh. Because that's like that still allows the supernatural element. Yeah. To come into play. Yeah, but I don't know. It just felt too like Freddy Krueger esque. You know, like the the nun mom. I know that she's not a nun, but I don't know. It just. I guess I wanted something more folklorish. Yeah. Or or even even make it interesting like. Yeah, like what are the more like I almost feel like because the Morgans were really desperate to have a daughter. Yeah. And I'm assuming, you know, because they adopted that they couldn't conceive. I mean, like, why wouldn't they just go with the adoption route? So it's it's logical. It all makes sense. Yeah. But it's like, what what if there was a scenario where uh, the Morgan lady, Anna Morgan, was like, no, I, I like demand to be pregnant? What yeah, weird ritual? Yeah. Like, they, they go off for a season and they come back with a baby, which is not, makes no sense. It's unnatural. Everyone assumes they adopted them, but what if through investigation she wasn't adopted? She was born. Right. And it's not okay. It's not right. It's dark and evil. That's what I wanted. Yeah. And I also, and I don't know why, Especially but... like, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah. But like what adds to the little girl being evil is the dad never wanted her. So she has like a lack of love. Yeah. In her life. Well, and, and I didn't, I didn't want the, the, like, and I know we're just talking about like what we want and that's not what the movie yeah. is, but it's like, I didn't want Samaria's backstory, Samara. Sam, Samara, Samara's backstory to be that the Morgans took a big long vacation to Astoria, Oregon, like four <laughs> hours away from Seattle. Yeah. And that's where they got her. It was like, I thought they got her from like an it, island yeah. or, or last episode, Transylvania. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, you know, or it would, I think there was maybe a missed opportunity to, to like tie it into Japan or something to like sure. homage the first movie. Sure. I don't know. Um, and I know that's like, we usually don't get that specific with our, but it just felt it just, so lacking what we got. It just was, yeah. Not and that and you find out like she's afraid of water. And it's like, no. Because she tried to drown her as a baby, the mom. But it feels like the baby never liked water because she, the lady made a mention like every, anytime she gave her a bath, it was like she was screaming bloody murder. Yeah. Which it's like, hey, have you met Talia? <laughs> but it, it's like, so this like, does that saying that this baby has always been scared of water? Why? I don't know. Yeah. Even pre the lady trying to drown her, you know, like, I don't know. And, and I get too much water stuff. Too much why water. Can't, why can't it just be the well alone? That's what I think. Yes. Stuff? I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I just, it, it, I don't know if you're, I, I think there should be something more with like TV or something. I know that there's, I know there. Yeah. I there's agree. a TV upstairs in the last movie and that's, yes. that's what makes it interesting. But like if she lives on, yeah, like let's do something with that. Get into iPads, laptops, smartphones. <laughs> well, here, here's if if the next movie, which came out in like 2017, I think. Oh, really? I think. Okay. So it's like much later. If the next movie is not about the 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 video becoming viral, it, they're idiots. Because that is right there. Mm-hmm. Someone finds the tape they uploaded online, and then like teens and people are dying all over the U.S. Yeah. That is, you have to do that, right? Does it have to be the tape? I think it just translates, and that's sure, what they can sure. establish in that. And and I mean, Samara can never be killed; she lives on forever. And horror movies are like the easiest movies to be about metaphors it's, and it's stuff. Slenderman. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but it's like the easiest movies to be about metaphors and stuff. And like 
going off on like internet culture and stuff like that, that's that's right there. And if the next movie is not about that, that is stupid. Yeah, totally. Um, so Samara grabs Aiden into the TV, and it just doesn't really look good, like compared to the other movie. When does this happen? At the beginning of the okay, movie. Okay. <laughs> we we talked about the end. <laughs> now it's time to go back to the beginning. Uh, no, it doesn't look as good. No. But we did learn something that is of great value to us that I think makes this whole movie worth watching. There's a scene where Rachel is being talked to by her neighbors, and she's annoyed by them, and she gets down to Aiden's level. And this is great because Tally is not old enough yet for this, so we'll know this trick. And she says, Aiden, I want you to start walking, and no matter what I say, keep walking. And I thought it was going to be like related to horror or something yeah. like that. But she's just talking to them, and she's like, hey, Aiden, come back here. I'm talking to these ladies. And Aiden just keeps walking. She's like, Aiden. And then she's like, sorry, I've got to go get him. He's not listening. Pro move, Great dude. Move. Great Pro. move. Can't um, wait to use it. Yeah, and then, and then there's, oh, yeah, there's this scene where he goes to the bathroom. And he opens a toilet. First of all, he's got gum on his hands, and he's going to a stall to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. That is disturbing. He goes to every single toilet. There's three toilets. And the water gets sucked up or something. They like gargles. Gargles. And goes it, to the sinks. Uh, not Can't be used. A fly yeah. comes out of one of them. Still has gum on his hands. What a bad day. <laughs> I know. And then he's just taking pictures of himself in a mirror. Well, and he sees her in the mirror. Samara's there. Yeah, yeah. But it's because he sees her. Yes, you're right, you're right. Um, and it was just crazy how devoid of scares this scene was. Not scary. No. And and I'm not like I'm not like, oh, it wasn't scary for me. I'm too tough. I mean like like there was not tension in the sequence. Yeah. It was very weird. Yeah. Very off. Do you think that there should have been should that something should have actually developed romantically between the mentalist and Rachel? Well, it depends on what, if he's what was, caught what was Red he John thinking? or not. Do you hear what I said? If he caught Red John. Yeah, the, the person <laughs> yeah, who killed it, his wife. Micah, I listened. I know. <laughs> I feel like I would have cared more. I would have been a little bit more invested if they had actually gotten involved. Sure. Not that there was a ton of time. This takes place over a short period of time. And I'm assuming the events of the first movie just happened. But um, they're... There never really felt like they just never felt like they had much between them. Yeah, and it just I think I would have liked it more if there was something, and I because yeah. I think it would have hurt more later in the movie when he thinks he sees her drowning Aiden. Yeah, that like it would hurt more. Yeah, I and just, it would hurt more when he dies. I think he does a fine <laughs> performance. It's just the characterization is just too paint by numbers for me. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I lived in New York, but then I got brought back to this town because my parents, you know, the old bank and loan. Yep. Like, it's like, okay. Yeah. You know. And the last movie didn't he's really do that. He's showing up for work. That. He's getting his paycheck. Yeah. That's what he's doing. Um. So then they drive away from this fair thing, and they are attacked by deer in one of Bucks. the most baffling sequences maybe I've ever seen. There was a time in the early 2000s where I feel like we were getting a lot of mileage out of uh, CGI deer and bucks for some reason. Yeah, I and am I, legend. I am legend. Twilight. 
the rest. <laughs> <laughs> but it did feel like a lot for some reason. We thought we nailed it. And we still haven't nailed it, to be fair. Yeah. Um, I mean, did you see three billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri? Bad looking deer in that oh, movie. Oh, I don't remember. And it's like kind of the crux of the movie. Oh, really? It's like her, making her think about her daughter and she's seeing the billboards. Good movie. Bad deer. Yeah. So they leave the fair and uh, almost hit a, or they do hit a buck or almost hit a buck. Yeah. And then Aiden's like, keep driving, keep driving. And then don't the, stop. Yeah. Don't stop. The buck comes back and then the buck brings a friend and then the camera keeps well, panning smashes, and we keep seeing more but deer. Before that, it like smashes through the wind car windows. Yeah. But then it's like, yeah, a whole fleet. What's a, what's a herd? A, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a herd of deer show up and, um, man, they looked awful. Yeah. And, and it just, it, it, it's like every time the, the it keeps going, you're like, no way. Like, mm-hmm. the, they, they, they can't just show another one. Because, like, w- one was crazy. Two was a little... Or one was understandable. Two was a little crazy. Once I got to three, I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. Yeah. And then there's, like, 30 bucks out there. Yeah. And their car smashed up, and they barely make it out. This is when I fell off. This is when I fell off as well. Yeah. And I, I didn't really... I, I know that there was, like, in the basement of the house she lived, there was... That's not enough. That's yeah. not enough. To have a what at the time might have been considered their money shot scene. Yeah, I I don't I don't get it. Nope. I did write good. this though. I said <clears throat> they double down because you know a second deer shows up, and then I wrote they triple down, and then they herd down. <laughs> Great. Great. So then they get back to their house, and the house goes crazy, like okay. stoves and. But it's like it's because of how he's breathing or something. See, I I didn't really get the rules of what was happening very yeah. very well. I didn't. Yeah. I felt it was unclear. But like the, all the kitchen appliances were catching on fire or moving, and the lights were flickering. Uh huh. And then Aiden keeps getting colder and colder. His body yeah. temperature keeps plummeting, and at this point, she admits him to the hospital. Oh no, 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 she brings him to the mentalist's house. Yes, and he knew she would bring him there because because he's the mentalist. Yeah, he was a faux psychic, and then. Yeah. You know, works with the police trying to find Red John. Yeah. They go to his house. <laughs> um, and she draws. That, that is the sentence I wrote. Take him to the mentalist house. <laughs> <laughs> um, she draws a bath for Aiden and then she's going to run back home to grab some of their things. And I yeah. think she's like, we're getting the heck out of Dodge. This yeah. is no good. We're going to keep running. Now, this um, bathtub sequence is very cool. It is cool. Because yep. the room like fills up with water. I don't think it does. It's just well, well, it's like it's like uh, it's not a shape of water situation. No, it's Simon Baker, aka the Mentalist, he's standing outside of this door that's been closed. knocking, saying "Red John, Red John." Yeah, and and the water is seeping through beneath, and then Naomi Watts shows up, and it starts coming through the keyhole. Yep. And then they open the door, and there there's water covering the ceiling. Pretty cool. Yeah, and then when she's able to pull him out of the bath, it like all flies down. Does she pull him out? I think so. And okay, if she doesn't, then we're by just the time, say by the time the mentalist comes back, he sees her over him and it looks like she's drowning him. And he like calls out to her. Yes. Yeah. Because um like Samara has uh she's like within him. Yeah. I like to call it a possession, but to each his own. Yeah, well I think I think they don't they don't really use that word in this series so far. That's what it is though. Yeah. 
But it's like it's like Walking Dead, where it's like, oh yeah, sure, no one would call these things zombies in the future. I don't think they're avoiding it. I just no, no, no. The the word possession is like a scientific, you know, it's it's like the yeah. scientific word for yeah. that thing. Yeah, the scientific <laughs> word. <laughs> that is just my favorite thing about um about Walking Dead. Yeah, they're called walkers, not zombies. And it's like, uh, sure, like maybe people would call them something else, but you're telling me that nobody would be like, yeah, these are zombies. But, but Micah, in the world he created, I, I, it's just silly. Zombies it's, have never, there's been a, probably never been a George a, a Romero movie, it, Night of the Living Dead. It, come on, it's silly. You got to say it's silly. I think it's silly, but I don't think you can be mad. I don't think I said it was, I was mad. You seem pretty mad. <laughs> I said it's silly. No, you, are you kidding me? You've gotten worked up over that so many times. It's dumb, and yeah, I'm yeah. and I'm mad about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so uh, the mentalist is like, we're taking him to the hospital. Yeah, so he makes the right call. He's like, oh, I need yeah. to report you to child services. You well, were he's just the trying mentalist. To kill... He knows. Yeah, you're trying to kill your son. Yeah, yeah. So is the and and they find out that she has she had postpartum de- depression. Yeah, and it was pretty intense. So is this. Is this, you know, as horror movies go, is this like a metaphor slash allegory about like how hard it is to raise a child and how sometimes you want to strangle them in the bath? Not not done well, if that's what they were going for. I kind of like that angle of the movie. Um, it's it's interesting. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like what the story's trying to say with that stuff. Yeah. Um, it's just not that Especially entertaining. Especially because her, she shares that with Samara's mom who also had postpartum depression yeah and they both had kind of similar experiences because of being single mothers and having to figure it out on their own right the stresses that creates for for a mom but doesn't isn't done well yeah well and it 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 should have been hit harder almost to like stick the landing you almost need you almost need her to like turn get possessed by samara at the end so it's like it's like she became what that which she's trying to, you know, destroy. I don't know about that. Maybe. But if that's how you feel. Well, I'm just still pissed about this whole walking dead thing. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But she sees a vision in the hospital. She does? What does she see? She like grabs his hand and sees a vision. Whose hand? Uh Aiden. Oh, he shows her something. Because he says like she she can't hear us when we're asleep because she's never asleep. Yeah. So, okay, there's all this business in the hospital. Yeah. Elizabeth kid, Perkins kid, shows up. Yeah, she comes in and she's like, you're not leaving this place with your son. Yeah. No way, no how until Makes you sense. talk to me. Yeah, I'm yeah. a psychiatrist. We need to figure out what is actually going on between you and your son. Does make sense. He's got crazy bruises all over his body. Yeah. You know. And... um she puts brings her into another room to do an interview leaves her locked in that room while she leaves to get coffee but rachel escapes and that's when she goes and finds sissy spacek and that whole sequence that we already talked about yeah right pretty much but i I think before that she's talking to the mentalist and he's like you gotta really tell me what's happening yeah and she has the uh aiden's camera and she's like well first of all do you know who red john is (laughs) yeah (laughs) She shows him the camera, and he's like, who's that girl? And she's like, why is she in every picture? And she's like, take a picture of him. And, like, basically, like, you'll believe me if you take a picture of yeah. Nancy. I, and then it felt like his character was forgotten. I think it's very strange mm-hmm. that um, he didn't do it in the hospital. 
And, and in a way, like maybe his character was just trying to come to terms with it. I think uh-huh. he doesn't know what to believe, but we barely see him doing any of that. Yeah. So yeah. that's why it's like, well, he, he I like guess, looks in and then it like cuts to the next scene. Yeah. And he never does it in the hospital. Yeah. He like, <laughs> uh, you know, at some point Aiden leaves and I guess he found out. Yeah. Cause he goes to their house and finds him and then he's a dummy and is like, I want to take a picture of you. You can't take a picture of me. Come over here and I'll tell you why. And he's like, okay, let me turn on the um, timer to yeah. take a picture of you anyway. To right. which he's like, the kid's like, yeah, I know. I'm going to kill you. You're yeah. dead. Um, I feel like they just ran out of things to do for his character. Yeah. I did actually kind of like that scene, though, where he's trying to take a picture and he's like, what's going on? You know, I did kind of like that. I just that, think that but... they left things. They left a lot to be desired. Sure. Yeah. Um, it would have been kind of cool to see because Samara is now personified in an actual person. How does she kill somebody? Because it's always sure, like through yeah. the TV. Yeah. And it's that really horrific face that people get. So, but it's like, what can she do? Now that she Which has we, we did, cubid flesh. We did kind of see that in the first movie at the end. But also we didn't really see yeah, it. Yeah. But that was the scary part about it. Yeah. So now we have the second movie and it's like, come on, give us a little bit more. Yeah, Hideo N- Nakata, take us there. Right? Isn't that his name? I think so. Yep, I got it right. Um, Yeah. And and it's it's weird because... Like another thing, it just felt a little unresolved, and and you know we're watching a move a version that's like eighteen minutes longer than the uh-huh. the one that's in theater. So you'd think it'll, it'll be a little more explained. Like, and, I, and I, you don't necessarily need this explanation, but like Elizabeth Perkins is driven to kill herself because of Samara. Samara, yeah, and all the other killings they have like that crazy face. Face. So but her, <laughs> she injects herself with air. Yeah. To kill herself, which is a gnarly way to go. Yeah. Ooh. But then it's like, that's never brought up. Nope. And like when the movie ends, it's not like, hey, you know, we have to ask you about this nurse that was murdered in your room. And the first movie, like it's, it seems like she, uh, kind of drove her adopted mother to suicide via like, she was in her head all the time. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I feel like happened. But in this. Could be guilt though from locking her daughter in a Could be both. Yeah. Because. Brian Cox said that she's always in his mind or something like yeah. that too. Like she never sleeps. So, which means she's been torturing him as well. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, to just have her like straight up force someone to kill themselves. It's like, and it's just going to be one person. Yeah. That was know. a little, is a little confusing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then we have all the Swissy SpaceX stuff. We know that. And then I'm here, mommy. He got, got out. Max is dead. And then, and then she has this dream, and in the dream, Aiden's like, we can talk in dreams because she doesn't sleep. Uh-huh. I like that. That's cool. Sure. Yeah. And then she's like banging on the door or something like that, and so he's like, you know, we only have a limited amount of time, and he tells her, yo, mom, listen up, girl. He says, uh, you have to kill me. And she's like, I can't do that. And he goes, J- you're just going to have to do it. So, Yeah. So they do that. You have to kill me. And then I just wrote like it's it's all the horror feels very anticlimactic. Absolutely. Because then she puts him in the bathtub and drowns him. And then Samara is dead, right? She like leaves his body. I don't know if she's dead. Yeah. And she appears and dissipates. And that's that's kind of it. Uh-huh. 
And then I wrote takes Naomi as mother. Um, then the TV turns oh, on and it's right. the well. She comes out to the screen and Naomi's like, take me. And she gets sucked into the TV. Oh, okay. Yeah, th- there's this whole sequence. This I whole forgot sequence. about Well, this. then she's down in the well again, but like in the TV and she climbs out of the well. Um, and Samara's right, hot she's on like, her heels, mommy, doing mommy. the contortioning horror movie stuff that's so overplayed. Not in 2005, probably. And she says, but... I'm not your effing mommy. Yeah. And slams Sleaze, it shut. Seals the well up. And then comes back. Yeah. And that's like the movie. Yeah. It's it's, it's not fine. It's not a good movie. I think it's, it's... A, it's a disappointing sequel. Yeah. Oh, certainly. Um, But it's also like, what do you expect from a sequel to a movie that's that singular? You yeah. know? Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's just, I, a, just I think you could have... I know had I had a better story. I know. And the next one better be about the internet. That's all I'm going to say. Is that the, the, as low as the bar needs to be for you? If they clear that bar, then I'll, I will give them this. Oh, they did the internet thing. Is probably what I'll say. Okay. Wow. I'm so, like riveted. I can't yeah. wait to yeah, see what yeah. happens. So, um, I don't know. I, I got nothing left to say about the movie. Yeah. Do you want to tell them about the next series that we're covering? Well, you, gotta let me guess what it yes. is because so, i don't know first of all i had to change it today. don't tell them why don't tell them oh today yeah why <laughs> <laughs> because i had not taken into account our anniversary episode so did that change it completely so i had to it was gonna be a five film series and then i minus one to make it a four film series so you changed it completely it is different completely oh my gosh we have uh, are you happy or bummed about it uh, i would have been happy with both okay um although i know that the last entry in the in were the, we gonna do indiana jones no oh okay. but great guess yeah the the last entry in this series that we were gonna cover is was so so bad and i did not look forward to rewatching that the rest of them i was fine with rewatching. Oh, don't tell me yeah uh but this one it is four entries yeah uh, Jan, Jan mm-hmm. and Jeremy mm-hmm. Eden will be on our fourth episode. <laughs> okay. The fourth episode? The fourth episode. Okay. Um, I believe you've seen most of them, if not all. Okay. Do you, do you want some more? Do, do you want to like them? Do you want to play 20 questions with it or you? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So, um, is it a movie? Yes. Is it a franchise? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, do I like him? Yes. Do I like Two of them. Yes, I'm unclear how many you've seen though. Oh, yeah, I, I, I'm pretty sure you've seen one at least, but I, I don't think you've seen three and four. Are they in the two thousands? No, earlier. Well, yes, I'm not going to count that question <laughs> against you. <laughs> You're up to five questions. <clears throat> Is it sci-fi? No. Oh. Mm. Is it action? Yes. Is it Rocky? Wait, no, because then you have to do all the Creed movies. Yeah, and there's much more than four, even in Rocky. There are? There's six Rocky movies. <clears throat> what? Oh. Six Rocky, three Creeds. <sighs> That's going to be a chore when we get to Not that. Not really, Jordan. <laughs> well, Not in really. a way, it will because of the court. <laughs> what the court has handed down to certain people now in the franchise. What the? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's just one movie. I, I actually thought you were t- There's okay. actually like a, I think that there's a court thing involving Stallone and like uh, one of the producers. So that's what I thought oh, you were talking okay. about. Um, um, 
I, who's in it? I don't know. Give me a person that's in it, not the star. Um, okay, I'll give you a bit of an obscure. Okay. Not in all of them, but... Uh, Lethal Weapon. Lethal Weapon, yeah. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Holy cow. That was... It, was, it was the obscure person you gave me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even say the name. Okay. Did you know what I was going to say? No. Joe Pesci. I was going to say Chris Rock. Oh, my gosh. I, I would have no. thought that would have thrown you off. I, I don't think... Which one is he in? I believe he's in the third, but it might be the fourth one. See, you gave you get you owned the DVD pack that had all four. Yeah, yeah. And therefore, and, and truly, my father owned it. True, but we will probably be borrowing them from him. Absolutely. Um, I uh, there's a chance I've seen them all, but mm-hmm. there is a chance I only watched the two because that's when you gave me the big stack of movies. Yeah. And um, I, yeah, I feel like you would have watched. Because I've seen first that two. F and you through the drive through, and that's in the second one. Yeah. But I, you probably didn't. You probably didn't get to Chris Rock being like, "They f you with the cell phones. They f you with the cell phones." And he's like only doing like comedy routines the whole movie. It's like he's trying out material. Bad. We'll see. See, because I've only seen these once. I don't really remember anything about them because yeah. it was when I was watching like twenty other movies you gave me to watch. Yeah, yeah. And I have not an ounce of nostalgia for them. Yeah. So I am pretty indifferent about it. Yeah. It'll be a fun. It, it, at the very least, we'll have a lot of fun watching. Why it. did they choose the fourth movie? Uh. We'll find out when they're on. Oh, okay. Um, but I just messaged. I only messaged them about guesting. I was just like, eh, it'd be nice if they were on. Um, oh, great. But yeah. So so next week is rings, plural. I believe there's no article of the in it. It's just rings. And then uh, after that, we'll do Lethal Weapon. And of course, it is the month of February, which means this, folks. Go to patreon.com slash sign up or start your free trial, and you can listen to our other podcast, MPU, the sequel, Legacy, and so far this year we have Tron and Tron Legacy out now, uh, and you're going to want to listen to that. There's more fun to come, mm-hmm. and please rate our podcast. Please share it. Now, last episode, you had to share it or else you'd die. Yeah. This episode, if you don't drown your phone like we talked about, you will die. Mm-hmm. So please send us pictures of your iPhone underwater, mm-hmm. please. But or, remember to have that bowl of rice sitting right, right nearby. Yes. And we, and this podcast is not responsible and we cannot be held liable for any damages that are caused to or from your iPhone. <laughs> Great. Or Samsung. Great. All you, uh, or Android. all you cricket mobiles though, cricket mobiles will, <laughs> will be responsible for that. <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening folks. Um, capiche. <laughs>